Welcome to another episode of Chat with Dan. This is your host, the one and only Dan here. Well, we have season 12 now. So, hope you like this episode. Before we start this episode, I want to thank you so much for having the chance to check check this one out. If it is your birthday, happy birthday. Keep having an amazing rest of the day or evening, depending when you are. And again, thank you so much for supporting this platform. Hope you like the amazing guests that I interviewed for this episode. I'll see you in the next one. Don't forget to leave a like, subscribe, follow, share with your friends, family, and show is about to start. See you in the next one. Perfect. So, Colleen, how are you today? I'm doing actually great. A little early Belgium, but I'm doing great. Oh yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Okay. Well, good morning for you and good evening for me. For me, it's yeah, two. For me, it's two a.m. in the morning. Yeah, to me, it's coffee time. So. Oh yeah, love it, love it, love it. So, welcome to the show. It is so cool and awesome to have someone as talented and badass as you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So before we start, I have to give you a proper welcome. So if you have seen some of my episodes before, you know exactly what I'm about to do. If not, let me show you the pro- the the regular intro I do. So. Yeah. There you go. I love. It. I love. It. This is kind of a this is kind of a tradition now. So, but anyway. Huh? Nothing. Nothing. Okay, perfect. Perfect. So, uh, so again, welcome to the show. Let's 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 get started. So, tell me, how your volleyball career started? Um, pretty much it's a family thing. So, actually, I started with gymnastics. I did some a lot of sports, um, and I did some gymnastics. But then uh, suddenly, I started growing up, so I had to like go apart for the parallel bars, and uh, was never flexible because I kept growing and growing and growing, so I couldn't follow. So basically, at some point, I went to my mom, which was a gymnast, and I said, "Mom, I'm sorry, but I can't follow in gymnastics anymore." So I went to dad, and I said, "Okay, let's try volleyball." But I was like 11 or 12, so I was, I was actually pretty old for someone to start volleyball. But started and then was pretty big, pretty tall, so it all came naturally. It was in the blood, I'm gonna say. I yeah. love it. I love it. That is. Really cool. I, I didn't know that if you were that you are at 11 or 12, it is you are old to start playing volleyball. I didn't know that. That's so interesting. Yep. But I started practicing a lot directly because they saw I was tall, so they had to catch up times. So I had to like play with a lot of teams and practice with as many teams as I could, which was kind of actually hard because I was growing still. So like it was kind of hard on my knees and on my back and kept growing and growing. So. It, all kind of hard for for your body to follow but i did so yeah. i love it and at first when you were recently uh starting with your career tell me like what kept you growing i mean what kept you going i mean what kept you uh to continue building it can you repeat that the last question yeah, yeah of course that that when you were uh, recently starting with your uh, with your volleyball career what kept you going you know to keep building and to keep growing your career here Honestly, I think that's mainly my parents that were the, the biggest part of my career. Um, my parents like 
kept talking to me about how hard it was and how many sacrifices it was and I had like pretty good coaches also that I kept talking me into the the fact of sacrificing partying and seeing your friends as much as fun because you're always in practice so you can never see the people so like you're always stuck in practice as long as you talk about it and you have your parents like supporting you and driving you and everywhere then you just keep going because they're also sacrificing a lot so you just go with the motion with them and then at some point it just becomes natural to like keep going and then at some point it becomes natural to just be competitive and then just it becomes your life becomes your routine and then it just is just like something that comes but obviously it's my parents that like got me here nothing else okay. and okay. Myself, I love it I love it that is so cool so oh, just between my mom so she didn't hear what I was saying <laughs> she didn't hear so I was just saying mom that you are the main part I'm doing my career now and I got where I was there you go there you go that is that is amazing here so between 2008 and 2012 you played in the Brussels Women Volleyball Club um, yes tell me like was that like your first experience as a professional volleyball player and like what are some of the things that you learned from those first experiences Um, that's actually where I started volleyball and uh, at some point I left for another team uh, which was also in Brussels uh, for one year that gave me the opportunity to play in a higher level which is one of the year I learned the most and then I came back and I yeah I played in Liga A at, at that point yeah that was basically my first experience yes and it was hard it was hard I had a really hard coach this is my coach today and now it's like totally different but I'm young I was um, very close-minded. I was hard to coach at the beginning. I was just like a teenager that was like couldn't take criticism and everything. So it was kind of hard on me and on the coach also. But he kept going, and, like yelling at me, and he had the keys of the of the gym. But at some point, he like told me, "I got the keys. As long as you're not doing it, we're not doing it." So at some point, I actually practiced till 12 a.m. and 1 a.m. because we couldn't leave, and I kept giving at it. So my first experience was kind of hard and it was like life lessons like because I was all in young teams and youth so it's not as hard and then you get there and then you just like realize it's totally another world and you have to basically shut up I'm sorry for my word but you just have to keep look down when you and then you get yelled at and then you just look down and you say yes coach and that was the hardest part for me but uh The level was not the hard part. Like I'm not saying I was good enough. I wasn't playing at the beginning. Obviously, I was 16 or 14. Uh, I don't remember. And um, I wasn't playing at first, but practicing was already easy enough. Like I loved practicing. I still love practicing. That's like one part uh, of volleyball that I like. But um, the mental part was the hardest part. That's yeah, definitely. Cool. And then you play with wow. different players on, on your side, so. You have different cultures. You have Polish people. You have uh, I don't know Ukrainian people. You have uh, Romanian people, and those people are like very disciplined and very hard, and they don't care about what you think and how you feel. Like a professional, and they're gonna tell you the things as it is, and then you're just like 14, 15 years old, and you're just like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> that was. Then you just keep going with the flow, and then you just grow through it, and then you become that way. And you just—that's how this is how it happens, yeah. I love it. I love it. Wow. I mean, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think that's 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 pretty normal, right? That on sports, that usually you will have a coach that 
loves to yell, you know, and especially when you're like a teenager, you know, and you and you're like, I hate that coach, but at the end you realize that they basically taught you very like valuable lessons. I mean, once you're old, of course. So. <laughs> but I never really had like a yelling coach. It was just very straightforward, and it was just mental. Like hmm. it was, like, we're not leaving as long as you're not doing it. That's it. And I was just like, but I'm tired and I have school tomorrow and I'm like, no, let me go. But you couldn't go. That's basically what happened. But a yelling coach, I only had that once, twice, twice. And that's like, you don't even really respect that kind of coach because they get really disrespectful. Like it's just not a way to coach. And then you have like the very neutral kind of coach, poker face kind of coach. Every word they say, you better listen. Otherwise you yeah. just keep Like they just do it differently and I have so much more respect for that because they just like, like if you're not doing it, you're not respecting my work, you're not respecting me, so you just gotta leave, that's it. I'm not gonna yell at And which is supposed to do it. That's how you understand sports and team sports. There you go, there you go. <laughs> I, oh. Okay, okay. I love that, that is super cool. And then in 2014, 2016 you played in texas at el paso university or the utp minors athletic club tell me about that experience and yeah like tell me about that experience and also how was yeah like how was the whole thing to move to another country and to play there as well it was a whole lot all at once because my whole career has been through steps um and it was always harder and harder and harder and an adjustment so when i got there it was obviously culturally an adjustment because it's really we both western countries and developed countries but we are very different for a lot of things sure. we are living you know, we are meeting people and just socializing is very different so that was the first adjustment obviously the language was an adjustment i couldn't speak at all english so i got there and i was just like trying to fit in and then volleyball it was like the part was so hard. Uh, America is very physical, physical, like you, but you, like everything is so professional. I got there and I was like, it was hard. I just, I just gotta say it was really hard. It was a huge adjustment, like for my body, for my mental, for my, for everything. But then it took me four months for me to adjust to speak. Obviously, like, first of all, like speaking was already like the biggest part. Uh, the biggest part was like, communicating with my teammates, communicating with my coach, with my teachers, with everyone. So when you can communicate, obviously in a team sport, it's it's hell because they don't really understand me. And then they just like look at my body language and your body language is never really what you think and what you want to say, but then they interpret it. And then that's like, there was a whole cycle that was kind of hard when I couldn't speak. So then when I got to speak and communicate, then it got all easier. And then the physical part, it took like two months for me to to get there and to catch up <laughs> but all freshmen in general like we i wasn't the only one like every new ones like freshmen you know in college like i'm speaking for the thousand people that are listening but like you have four years and like freshmen freshman years is like of your first year and you've never truly lift uh heavyweights you've never truly experienced physical condition like it's so like it takes like two months and then you got much better okay okay cool so then in your sophomore year you played in 21 matches saw time in, in 77 sets 
led the team with 3.13 kills per set and finished second with 241 kills. Ranked fourth on the squad with uh, 205 total digs with an average of 2.666 digs per set. Total 50 blocks with 30 assists. Tell me, like I usually prepare before a match. Well, it's a whole week preparation in general. Like, like I'm speaking for America. Like that, that's usually how they work. Like you have a game on either Friday and Sunday, either Thursday or Saturday. Like you play twice a weekend, sometimes three times. So your first part of the week is you work on ourselves. So we look at the previous game and we just like correct the mistakes that we made in the, the previous game. So usually it's like or if we have Monday. And then the, the Thursday and Friday, it all depends on when we play also. Talking about like, the number of this team goes a lot of diagonal hits and can sometimes go line. So we like practice on her type of ways of playing, and then uh, that's how you prepare. And then the whole preparation is also like food, um, sleeping. We have like we we have mandatory we have we have mandatory meals that we get from them, and we have to eat that. Like they kind of every aspect of your game and aspect of your body. So you like one hundred percent. Okay. Now, now, when you started to explain, can you repeat that a bit? Because he was lagging, so pretty, pretty much like half of, uh, of explanation got cut off. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't even know what I was saying anymore. Um, so how do we prepare for the game? Um, so it's in two parts. I was saying mm -hmm. at the beginning of the week, we work on the previous game. So we work on ourselves. Mm -hmm. We work the parts that we didn't do right or the, some mistakes that we made during the, the previous game. So. We work on that first. Once we work on that, then you Wednesday or on Tuesday. Sometimes it all depends. On, on Wednesday, then we start watching film against the next team. And then we watch a lot of films again. Every position. Um, who are we going to be in front of? So who's going to be the player? Usually I'm going to be in front of. So I know her. And then we bring that to practice. And we have coaches wearing the number of that person that you got in front of you, of the defense that they're going to play. And then you just practice on that. and then. The coach is usually going to do her routine, like or usually what she does a lot. If she goes a lot diagonal, then you just okay. then you just practice blocking diagonal. And then if we have a girl that to go line, then we practice going line. And then if it's a girl that likes to tip or that likes to do do that, like we just we it's just like a show, like dancing, like singing. You just have repetition, 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 and then you have the main repetition, and then it's game time, and then. So yeah, and then I was saying, then you have the aspect of food, of sleeping, of rehab, stretching, of keeping your muscles on. So we have lifting, but it's really, really light lifting because we can be squatting 100 kilos during a during season. But that's like a whole aspect. So you prepare. There is not one preparation. There is like 15 preparation that goes around your your game. Like school gotta be right. You gotta finish your work. Then sleep's gotta be right. Food's gotta be right. Injury is gonna be right, then you have everything, and then you can go into a game and play perfectly. Wow, Perfect. it's a whole Perfect. other process. That's 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 so amazing. Wow, I didn't know that. Hmm. I love it. That is super cool. And like during your your playing time in Texas, what are some of the highlight moments you had 
uh, from that experience? One of the highest moments? Hmm. I mean, every wins were high moments. Yes. Um, a long time ago. I've, I have an answer like. I don't know. Every big wins was was like a big moment. Like you have your completely like you have your crowd. You have, like I just think like every single wins were a big moment. Okay. Okay. We never trophies with UTEP without Paso Texas, so it was just like yeah, any wins were like a big part. We were okay. a very young team, it was a building team. So and I st I left after, so I wasn't there at the moment. We were at our highest, I guess. Mm. Okay. Okay. And in which position you feel comfortable the most playing, and which one you don't like the most? As a hitter is definitely my my favorite position. I wish I could be a seven, but I don't have the hands for that. But um, definitely as a hitter, so reception hitter. And uh, the one I hate the most is the one that everyone hates is the middle part, being a middle. Mm. You just block and run everywhere all the time. Yeah. You don't get. To you don't get the reception, which is the fun part also, so yeah, definitely the middle. Yeah, yeah, but 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 I bet like but I bet like in the middle basically the whole action is there, right? Sorry? Yeah, that when you play in the middle, basically the whole action from the other team goes there. Yes. Basically. Okay. I love it. That sounds that sounds hectic. But but <laughs> but but sounds cool as well. So basically, so basically you're like the, so let's so in a way you're kind of the goalkeeper here. In mm. a way, I think the goalkeeper would more be the liberal, the girl that picks every ball, uh, the defense. You know every position in volleyball. Uh yeah, just a little bit here. The liberal is the one with the different t-shirt, so she's oh, the one okay, that okay. Back and that takes reception and defense all the time. So I think she's more the goalkeeper. Um. Outside hater is more the, the the girl that has to do a little bit of everything. That's not like the best in everything, but that can do everything and that has to do everything. The opposite is definitely the the scorer that has to put the ball down. The setter is definitely the quarterback, um, and then you have the middles that are like the forgotten ones, but that also important. Okay. Okay. All right. I I think I'm understanding. That. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, like you, like your position would be like the midfielder. Basically, I think okay. so. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, most of my references are gonna be with football because I know football well and volleyball. I, don't, I mean, I just know very little, so my no reference, my reference will be on that. But I, I, I understand that. That's so cool. Yeah. Cool. And what would you say? It's the key. I mean, yeah. Like, what, what aspect would you say it's important yeah. for a good performance in a match? He all he, he liked a little. Sorry. Yeah, oh, yeah. Do you want me to repeat the question? Yes, please. Yeah. So, what would you say? It's an important aspect to have a good performance in a match. That's what I was saying. I think um, an aspect. There is not only one aspect. You have to add up everything uh, to to be in the best mental position. Like you have to be prepared. prepared is the most important part. Like if you're prepared, you you are confident. Like you know what you walk into and you know what you're doing. 
but then you have mm. to like all the rest you have to eat well you have to sleep well that's what i was saying it's like all aspects come into one big thing and then that big thing like gives you all the confidence to walk in a match okay okay so then in 2016 to 2018 you played for the louisville cardinals tell me yes. about yeah like like tell me uh, like how was that experience unbelievable um i am obviously so thankful i got that opportunity like you can obviously see um and i was like super proud obviously to to be selected to go there and then uh it was hard again like i was saying my career has been step by step and then louisville was probably the highest point and the hardest um adjusting again um and then the last two times bigger so the girls next to me were super impressive and I had to really really work hard to get on their level defensively uh, offensively everything was just very very good but then I had very good coaches that had really high volleyball IQ um, so I, like that volleyball IQ that's where I gained it like I started to understand the game a lot more which I did uh, I was just playing and you just do what you do and then you prepare and everything and like they go way deeper in the volleyball aspect playing aspect of volleyball like it just develops your brain differently when you play and then it makes it a lot easier so it was again an adjustment but it was the best time of my life uh, it was, everything was super professional everything was super interesting like i never stopped learning i never stopped going like it was yeah <laughs> i'll be a card forever and thankful to them forever because they gave me such a such a high volleyball like such a high volleyball experience and yeah built me into the player I became I love it that is so amazing and during your junior campaign you appeared in 14 matches you had a season high high eight kills in the season opener versus Oakland you secured a season high 10 dig versus BCU on August 26 and ended the season with 30 kills six block assists three solo blocks and one assist. Tell me, like, what are some of the steps that, that, that uh, at least for you, when you were, uh, when you were in, in, uh, in Louisville, like what, what were some of the steps that you, that you took in order to, to get, to get into a point in which you could be like at the same level as the, uh, as the other players you, uh, you had there? Work a lot of work a lot of film um a lot of communication with my coaches saying what i was comfortable with, what i was uncomfortable with what i needed in extra reps like definitely reception was the hardest because getting to a conference so the different conference i got in the acc which is the power five conference you don't play against the same player i did in at texas El paso so the service was definitely not the same so i had to speed up my my feet work i had up my eye work and like understand a lot faster because everything goes faster everything everything is more physical everything is just harder in in every aspect of the game so i needed reps i needed work i needed um communication again with my coaches they had to like coach me a lot, a lot and again again and again and again and um and that's basically what i had to do work and And I'm one of those players that is not born with talent, so I've always had to work to get where I want. And that was like the one time I had to work the hardest, probably. <laughs> wow. Wow. And how you usually dealt with the tension or the uh, or the pressure when the score is not in your favor and the game is close to finish? During a game, you... 
during a game, you mean, right? Uh, you, like... you, you want to repeat the question? No, I, I was just asking, you mean the pressure at the end of a game, for example, when we're losing at some point? Yeah, or, or, or like, for example, it's just a few minutes until it's until it's over and the claim and uh, and you are like yeah like the score is not in your favor and just a few minutes left until it's uh, until it's done like how you deal with the pressure to to remain focused well we have one sentence that we usually take and tell each other during the whole game is point by point point by point and you just have to not look at the scoreboard and just keep focusing on what you are doing, what you can control. Like sometimes some teams are on fire and you play against an on fire team and you just can't control that. So you have to like refocus on yourself. Don't get like frantic about everything that's happening and you just have to keep going through the process. And sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't work. Sometimes the team against you is just in a good day and then they're just better than you. And you have, that's the hardest part to accept hardest part to accept in, uh, in sports but um, but no you just got to keep going point by point and trust the game plan and keep going on the game plan that's why we have coaches on the side on the sideline that just reminds us oh, she's doing this you have to keep doing this don't try something else she keeps doing it so you have to keep doing it or sometimes I just the game plan was not good so it's again a whole teamwork and the whole team is not players on the court like it's the six other players are on the sideline and that's the whole coaching staff that bench that are all doing something very important to the game so we have to just focus on ourselves and not go through the motion and not get like all friends about the, the, the other team that is winning and that is obviously already in a good moment you just and sometimes it works sometimes you just get to trust the process and yeah okay okay so then in 2018 you came back to belgium and since then you played uh yeah you played for the volleyball team uh lender leather yeah <laughs> and volley saturnus uh michael becker so tell me how was the feeling to play back yeah to play back at home and what are some of the things that you enjoy the most while you played in the u.s and also what are some of the things that you learned From, the, uh, for, from that experience and you apply it when you came back home? Huh, what a question. Um, obviously, what I brought back is the professional level of America, of um, understanding that your body is your work material. So if your body is point, then you just can't be the best player you can be. So yes, um, being like healthy, and uh, being professional in every aspect of the game, what I, as I was saying, is definitely what I brought from America and also the, the experience, the experience of playing against very physical players, of practicing a lot, of having good coaches that like, coached me in every aspect of the IQ of our ball, of the tactical way of our ball, like that definitely was what I brought back from America. But then I got back to Belgium. It's a different type of volleyball. It's a lot more technical. It's mm. uh, very physical. Belgium is a lot more technical. Um, then I had to readjust again uh, with the players I was playing because it's again like a different culture, a different way of seeing sports and a yeah. different playing sports. Uh, it's not as professional, so that was kind of a hard adjustment because sometimes you're just like, oh, so we just practice three times a week and that's it. And then you're just like, okay, and I just. But then the best part is playing again against my 
in front of my parents, in front of my brothers, in front of my sisters, having my friends coming to games. So that was definitely something I missed in America because I, we had a lot of people coming to games, but people yeah. that I didn't know, which were huge fans, not what I was saying, yeah, but yeah, playing in front of my family again was the best part of coming back to Belgium. Okay, okay. And in general, and at the moment, like, what are some of the highlight moments? Yeah, like one of, like, yeah, like, like, what are some of the of the highlight moments from your volleyball career at the moment? Yeah, definitely being ACC champion with Louisville. That was like the highest moment of my whole career. It was such a hard season. It was such a hard work. We had a new coach. He building a new program. It's coach Danny Beswold, coach of the year this year. So like. I got to experience like her coaching and she brought a huge coaching staff that was such a good coaching staff and uh, she she worked hard with it. She did such a great job and we came back from a season that was kind of harder to the, the, the fourth. So like we had to rebuild the whole culture and the whole team and she did that. And then we went to the highest point that we wanted to. We went to winning the ACC title. So that was a huge, huge, huge um, highlight of my career. And I love it. That is amazing. Wow. And what advice can you give to those who are recently started? And how can someone become pro? Work hard, even if you're talented, because uh, hard work beats talent, unless uh, talent uh, work hard. That's like a big, uh, big sentence that you have to know, but just work hard. Um, trust the process. It's each step. That's what I was saying. Like, there is a lot of steps. You think you've like got to the harder point, hardest point of your career, and then it gets harder, and harder, and harder. So you, there is always room to learn and always room to, to progress and to 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 go forward. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and yeah, know that it's a sacrifice. Like, don't expect to be able to do everything because we're only human. So if you pick one thing, just be very uh, time managed and. You need a little bit of everything, so I'm not saying you don't see your friends, like you have to see your friends, you have to socialize, otherwise you won't go through that. But know that if you want to play professional, it's a sacrifice. Like you have to practice a lot, you have to like heal your body, you have to sleep, you can't be drinking alcohol every weekend, you can't be going out until 3 a.m. every weekend, like that doesn't match up together, like that doesn't work. So, otherwise you're gonna get injured very quickly or you're gonna get depressed because you're very tired, like just respect your body, respect every step, and uh, be coachable. Be coachable and listen to your coach. Don't be like me when I was 16. <laughs> and, uh, better, faster if I just listened at the beginning. Okay, okay. Now, if you could describe your career at the moment on a movie, TV show, book, what would be the title of it? I have to give a, a title for each one, a movie, a book, and a TV show. Oh gosh, I should have prepared. Um, <laughs> uh, I have no idea. That is such a good question. Um, TV show is definitely Game of Thrones. <laughs> Game of Thrones because it was high and ups all the time, high and downs all the time. Um, and then it just when you never expected it, and then it gets into war. Like, yeah, Game of Thrones definitely for TV show. Movie. You caught me off guard here. I should have really prepared. I have no idea. 
Can I give the answer later? Absolutely, not a problem. Not a problem. But then I have another one here. So, if you could describe your career again, but this time on a drink, which one would you choose? Could be an alcoholic one or a non-alcoholic one. I mean, it's up to you. A drink. Yep. Um, I say wine. I say wine because of the process to make wine. It takes it takes a long time to like get there, and then it's good. Then you just have to wait, and then if you wait longer and you just keep the ten years in your cave, then it gets better and better. So you just have to be patient. So that's what okay. I'm saying. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, my yeah, my last question here is, what motivates you? I mean, we all have those days, right? And we, we just feel, yeah, we just don't feel comfortable. We just think that what we're doing, it's a waste of time, or we just don't want to do it anymore. We feel like, uh, like, like, like we are not achieving where we're supposed to be. But like, what gets you out of all of those thought, uh, all of, out of those to toxic thoughts? and just to be out of them and continue to do what you love the most. Winning. I'm super competitive. I'm a, I hate Okay, like so, that. So, yeah, it's not always good because honestly, everything is a competition in my life. So I like get into uh, a game of competition for anything. Like uh, who gets to the milk first in the store? Like, and then I'll just run my ass to the to the to the mill just to win i'm like in a, in a store just to win so it's not always a good thing but yeah that's what keeps me driving in work also when i work it's i want to be first i always want to win so it's not always healthy but as long as healthy in the process so you just don't get like dishonest and you just quit the honest way and if you're the best you're the best if not then okay good job you won but then i'll be about it with myself but yeah, winning is definitely what drives me. I love it. I love that. That is that is epic. I mean, that is super badass and epic. And because of your badass and epic, I need to give you another quick shout out for your epicness here. So, you know, if someone would ask me right now, what do I think about your career? I would only say this. I love it. I love it. But seriously, it is really cool what you do. It is super inspiring. I mean, you have you have done so many cool things. The fact that you went to another country to play there, that you that you had to basically step up and level up your uh, your game in order to fit in those uh, in those uh, yeah in those in those in those places you played. That is really cool. I think it is super inspiring. I'm super sure that for a lot of people here, they either rely on you or they see you as an inspiration because. It is not easy, and especially like going to another country to uh, like leaving your family and friends behind and basically go there by your by your own. And then, of course, yeah, l later on you start to create friends and everything there. But uh, it is challenging. I can I can I can relate to that. And and the fact that you that you make it happen, it is really cool. It is epic, and I'm super sure that 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 you're basically killing it here. Keep doing what you do. It is super impressive. Thank you. Thank you. I don't know what to say. Really nice. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. And also, I want to thank those who are watching. I mean, thank you so much. 
Also, if you're watching this later, either here on Instagram or later on YouTube or listening in on or listening in on Spotify or Apple Music, make sure that make sure that you're following Colin in love with social media. Normally, what I would say is super simple. So you're gonna put pause, and then you're gonna yeah you, you're gonna leave a like, subscribe, follow. It helps me a lot. I will basically love you for that. Uh, and then because we're still on holidays, then there is no point to have a diet. So go eat a cookie or two or three or five or the whole box. Why not? And then. Once you're full and you can move basically, then you're gonna grab your phone and you're gonna follow this amazing, talented, badass person right here that, I, that I'm interviewing. You're gonna make sure that, I mean, you're gonna share all, all of her content. I mean, let's make sure everybody knows her story and everybody knows how cool and how epic she is. And again, thank you so much for being here. Now, before I send you off, I need to send you off properly again with a proper goodbye, so. Awesome. Thank, you. thank you so much. All right. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye.